Ready check radio. What's up, Internet? Welcome once again to Snowbound, the Blizzard podcast by Ready Check Radio. We've got a lot of World of Warcraft stuff to talk about, I think. There's, like, something going on in the game today, maybe, and I'm wearing a freaking pink hat. I'm not all that <laughs> pleased about it. My name's Mike Byrne. I'm the host here today, and, uh, well, every damn week. And, um, yeah, so a few episodes ago, I lost a bet feel like Kat lost that bet, too, but <laughs> I don't see her in a pink I hat. I didn't make the pink hat bet. That was all you. That is true. That is true. Like, I even went back and looked at the footage. I did put the handshake out, so oof. Yeah, I'm wearing a pink hat because I lost a bet to one of my co-hosts, Mr. Dom Greco, a.k.a. Zista. What's up? How's it going? You, How you, you do have an achievement. I got an achievement? Oh, <laughs> I did. Been getting achievements all Amazing. day. Oh God, that's a that's a nice number of points. You want to you yeah. want to read that, considering that yeah. some of our for, listeners for may Spotify. be on Spotify yeah. and can't see this. Yeah, it's it's the achievement platter awarded for getting all the hottest achievements. Try not to burn yourself on it. Uh, God, we're not even four minutes in. Um, <laughs> gonna be a long one also freshly rest from her week off welcome back kristen devita aka cat how are you cat hi i'm doing great glad to be here glad to be back even with the scourge Thanks, and everything uh, yeah no i'm super excited about it uh really appreciate missy filling my shoes last week thank you so much she did a fantastic job our resident yes. uh, lore keeper keeps us supplied with all of the uh Lore or Lies, which we'll get to at the end of the show, as always, giving you the answer for last week's Lore or Lies and setting you up for another mystery on who's telling the truth and who isn't uh, here on Ready Check Radio. Remember, this show's live every Thursday, uh, Tuesday sorry, at 7 p.m. Eastern on twitch.tv slash readycheckradio. If you're watching the video on YouTube, you can check out the website, readycheckradio, R-A-I-D-E-O.com. If you're listening on Spotify, head on over, follow all the socials, spread the word. We're about a month into getting started here with our two premiere shows. We've got our third show spinning up Saturday of this week as well on general gaming. So that'll complete our launch lineup. We are off, we are rolling, and we hope you'll join us and drag all of your friends kicking and screaming along. could always use the support, so come follow, follow, follow. Check it out. And, uh, yeah, Sticks will probably give you a damn sub along the way at some point. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that dude's crazy. All right, let's get down to it. Uh, the Scourge event is live in World of Warcraft right now. Went live today at about noon Eastern. So some of us, all three of us, have had a chance to dive in. Yes, yeah, a little bit. Okay. So to certain extents, uh, all of us have dove in, dip, dived, dived, divin. Dovid into the event and kicked things off. And I think the first thing we got to talk about is uh, we learned how easy it is to uh, kidnap a king, uh, I think is exactly <laughs> what happened. Not just I a mean, king. Not just a king. Yeah, not just a king. I mean, I've literally, and I'm going to show some footage. This is me doing one or two of the quests along the way, doing some surveying and things like that in Ice Crown. 
uh, just so you can see a little bit. No spoilers in here. Uh, however, there we will be showing a couple trailers in a few minutes uh, in the B-roll there. And if you haven't done the event yet, I guess there's a minor one or two spoilers in them. Uh, if you were looking for resolution from the story trailer 10 days ago or whatever it was. So yeah, forewarned is forearmed, I guess. But they're, they're very light spoilers and probably things you already expected. Anyway... So yeah, apparently all it takes is two winged creatures to kidnap a king that I once saw battle res an entire army. So I'm not exactly <laughs> sure like, like the strength here. But as far as queuing the event up, Zista, how far did you get? What, what were you noticing? What were you enjoying? Uh, what were you maybe not enjoying? Because I have a couple gripes about it, as I'm sure you both yeah. do. Uh, maybe the premier gripe we should probably talk about is that this is now the third time we've had basically a twist on the same type of event. Maybe that's not to everybody's liking, but Zista, where did you fall with uh, your experience so far? Uh, I'm done. I finished it uh, for the whole week. Um, I got the pet. It's my, that was my main objective. The I, Well, I, I can't say my main. That was, that was one of my... I had two main objectives. One was the pet, one was the bag. Because uh, it's the only 34 slot bag in the game that doesn't cost 500,000 gold. Right. Um, so had to get it, and uh, it's not a guaranteed drop. Nope. So that even more impressive that I got it off the first possible kill. So I, I was I was very happy with that. I did get my pet. I don't care so much about the transmog. Uh, all the gear that's dropping off the rares and stuff is gear that can the appearance can be acquired elsewhere. So I'm really not too concerned with the rest of what's going on. I did it all in one day. It's a little disappointing, but I'll probably still hunt some of the rares just for fun. Well, that was going to be the next question then. If you are at that stage, how likely are you to do any of the dailies? Not the just the, the hunting of um, the, the bosses, but the actual dailies themselves. Yeah, I'll probably continue to do some of the dailies. Uh, I'm not going to be like, oh my god, I have to do them every single day kind of deal. I'll probably try to do them every day, but if I can't, I'm not going to go nuts over it just mainly because i can get extra pets when you get the uh the the pre-launch event stuff like this the pet is a limited thing it's you, once the event is over it's gone you can't get it anymore so it's tradable you can put it on the auction house uh so it's one of those things you might want to hold on to for a couple expansions and and make some gold once it's gone Kat, I know you were a little late jumping in. You had work and, you know, all that adult stuff going on. But you did get some hands-on time. Where are you in, yeah. your, in your travels? Um, I got through... I think I got through all the, the high points right now. I have not hit a bunch of the rare spawns yet, but I did get through the first primary quest line into unlocking daily quests. Uh, went out, had a little had a little tussle with Mr. Blightcaller. Um... Mm -hmm. I thought it was pretty I mean it's it's very standard wow stuff like nothing about it feels particularly special at this stage um it's exciting because it's new content right now and I've been dying for new content in wow mm -hmm. um I like seeing the Argent Crusade kind of make a return it's it's cool to see a lot of this like throwback stuff yeah um especially since it's been like what 10 years or so since some of these factions and characters were really active and important uh the <laughs> anduin being kidnapped by those um 
pseudo Valkyr things uh very funny to me yeah um, it's just like also this is Stormwind. like I, I, the cinematic was like great you know whatever yeah he's like, like well i'm not... gonna go visit the grave of oh my god i'm kidnapped i mean it was just like this is Stormwind. they yeah. have defended they have rebuilt from the cataclysm they have done all of these things. Were all the and were all the Griffin writers taking a nap? Like where were where were the where defenses? Was anybody? Where <laughs> I have a harder time getting into Stormwind and wreaking havoc than those things did. Um, <laughs> but I I thought it was kind of interesting that the cinematic does not make it clear that Thrall, Bane, and Jaina were also yeah. taken. Yeah, they you just have kind to of pay noticed. attention to the NPC dialogue. Yeah, they just kind of notice, like, oh, there's like clouds and wind. There must be something bad yeah. going on. Unless you are really paying attention, it looks like Anduin gets kidnapped, and then that's it. And that's it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then you you talk to Agra on the parapets of of Gromish Hold, and she's like, "Yeah, I should probably go look for Thrall, but it's better if I stay here and look after the kids." I'm like, "Yeah, I get it." <laughs> Well, and this is like this is all this even like more compounded, right? It wasn't yeah. just the King of Stormwind just got ripped right out of Stormwind by yeah. two winged Valkyrs. Oh, and by the way, three other extremely prominent, yeah. <laughs> probably pretty Why? safe no matter where they go, characters just yeah. got yanked out of bed and are gone. The, the Why wouldn't they show that? Know, I don't understand. I guess they were shaving budget yeah. and time on the cinematic, but it it's. I think it's a negative whenever you have to really kind of I think it's a negative for the average player who just wants to get in there yeah. and, and get right to the action for them to have to pay attention to all of the dialogue and I understand that this is a role playing game and you should be looking at the story and I always do I talk to the NPCs I try to pay attention to what's going on around me so I didn't miss it but it's so easy to miss my husband yeah. who reads the quest dialogue and and interacts with the NPCs and tries to pay attention to things, still missed it. So uh, I, I wish it had been a little bit more obvious that the threat wasn't just fixated on Anduin. Uh, I do think it's funny that Taronda was the only one who didn't get picked up. Mm -hmm. well, she was <laughs> a like, little busy. And, she was a little and, busy. And they, There's something going on with her. Yeah, she's... They were all like, oh man, she's so powerful now. And I'm like, they didn't even try to fight. Like, no. Yeah, she's she's anyway. a little busy. We'll get to that in a second. Yeah. Uh I on I got through the the preliminary setup quests and then um did a couple of the the different dailies uh that were in there. And I think I I'm with you Kat. I've taken out like 3 or 4 of the the world bosses. Uh did did the uh, Nathanos fight and well got my 115 mm -hmm. tanking staff from my druid that I'm going to roll into Shadowlands with. So that's nice. Um Picking up a couple oh, yeah. pieces of gear because that him. character is is catch up. What's that, Zista? I said I also got the glaive off of him. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I got a couple pieces of gear so far. So it's like it's funny watching this like newly minted fifty that's like halfway through the war campaign. I was just polishing that off, getting it done, and uh, it's like gear level fifty four, and now is all of a sudden like gear level sixty eight. <laughs> yeah, so the, the catch-up gear has been good for you then. It has because, been. It has been. Okay. Because for, for, for me, this like, particular character, like my other ones, no. It's my mains that yeah. I haven't played in since like maybe three months into BFA. No, it's generally not going to help them. But this character that I rolled specifically after pre-patch started, yeah, it's been it's been good so far. 
So I want to note that during the Legion invasions, there was a transmog set, like an armor set, that was unique to the Legion invasions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That required you, if you had alts, to go through. If you wanted all those appearances, you had to run like the same events multiple, multiple, multiple times. This time around, it's more focused around the, um, <clears throat> excuse me, the the quality of the gear as opposed to the appearance, because these transmogs aren't new, like you guys said. No. Um, and I think that's kind of an interesting trade-off. I'm not sure if that was the result of people complaining about missing out on that Legion armor, or or if it was just something different that they wanted to try, but I, I thought that was interesting. I kind of like where the item level fell to. I've seen a lot of, like, arguing, because it falls in at 100, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I've seen, like, a lot of bickering back and forth on the internet that maybe that wasn't high enough, because it really doesn't prep you for for uh, Mythics all that well. You still got a little bit of a gap that you, that you should jump before you're going to be well-suited for Mythics. You, you know what? I... I kind of think it's just right going into the expansion. Uh, I I think it it, it works exactly for what it's for. Uh, This gear isn't meant to push you into mythics. It's it's meant to get you ready for the expansion. So I I think it's fine where it is. I I mean, I wish I could get something a little bit more useful or exciting, but... uh, I I wish there was a little more, like, cosmetic stuff that, you know, was unique to the event. You know, like, I... I, uh, Pets are great. I love them. You guys know I love them. We got a mount last Mm -hmm. time. The mount is way better. It's just like I was here. This is mine. If you weren't here, you don't have it. You know, there's the only thing we have to show for is this little geist pet that follows us around. It's how many people run around with pets following them all the time. It's not very often. Yeah, there's there's not a lot of prestige associated with that. I'm I'm feeling a little lackluster in that department. I kind of get the feeling the that the the event is less geared towards existing players than previous events like this have been. Now, granted, there's always an element of gearing them towards returning players, right? But there's also that little sidebar of stuff for the Cats and the Zistas, who, even when it's slow, are still playing the game. This one feels like it's very heavily skewed for the returning player uh, or yeah. the or the alt uh, management player. It's uh, heavily playing off almost, the yeah. Oh, you know, hey, we're going back to Ice Crown. You liked Wrath. We're going back to Wrath. Let's get you ready for Shadowlands because we're, quote, basically continuing that segment of the, the World of Warcraft story. So I think there's very much a banking of let's use this to get the new players up and sorry, experienced players. Yeah, there might not be as much here as you're used to, but there's still something for you if you're kind of bored. What well, do you think about stuff like the Accursed Keepsake, though? Have that's, you heard of that? That's one of the reasons why I'm probably still going to be farming the the uh, the bosses every once okay. in a while. Yeah, it's a uh, white item, um, an upgraded version of the Haunted Memento that spawns a little ghost that follows you around and hits you with this Accursed buff. It's essentially like an HD upgraded version of the Haunted Memento. Not, um. Not a whole lot of significance to it. It's a very rare drop from the Ice Crown rare bosses that are up. and uh, But as someone who pays attention to like the WoW secrets and the secret finding discord, I'm wondering what value it might have in the future. So I'm going to be looking for it. This yeah, is if all anything, about I think it would be like a small little interaction. I don't think it's going to be like anything that's going to, you know, have a mount unlock or anything crazy. Yeah. Like that. There's going to be a lot of outlet, you know, backlash and uh, from from people that are like, well, you know, it's a one percent drop off of the world. Bo- I didn't get any 
well, they're not even world bosses. They're more like rares because uh, that that's probably my biggest gripe with this whole thing is the 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 ease of which they go down and the lag every 20 minutes in Ice Crown. Yeah, so mm -hmm. let's let's kind of segue into there about some of the gripes because that was one that Kat and I, you, you and I were talking about prior to the show is, you know, there's a lot of, particularly for me, right, Wrath, as I've mentioned before, was the first expansion I was ready for when it came out uh, and pre-ordered and all that stuff back when my, my brother and I played quite a bit together. And so I remember, like, banging my head against Ice Crown bosses and Argent Tournament bosses and and all the different raids that Nax Ramus bosses and, and all that fun stuff. So it's very cool to be seeing some of these bosses uh, utilized again in a in a different way. Uh, however, that also that came with like a, a feeling of oh that's so cool, but then also came with a feeling of oh that's a little disappointing because what what could they really do with them but as soon as they spawn they get mowed down in 20 seconds and by the way the server's an entire mess for the five minutes while they're they're getting mowed down every 20 minutes so oh, there was yeah. like a, it was a good feeling seeing them again and then a bad feeling on seeing them dead very very quickly <laughs> knowing how much i beat my head into these bosses way back when the um uh activation mechanic for the rares is new though it, it, isn't it correct me if i'm wrong but like that one minute warm-up that yeah break period that blizzard is giving you now to get to those I bosses when that. they that's actually i, I nice. think thought that was really cool i wish some of the old world bosses would get that feature like i can understand <laughs> some some rares and stuff not getting them like time loss proto jake where you know only the first person to tag it or, or if you're in a group i think it's possibly yeah. shared i don't know but um I can understand for those not having it, but for like a world boss like Undasta or Galleon and Shabanger, things like that, like sometimes those bosses go down in like five seconds and, you know, it's, it'd be nice to have like a one minute grace period to let you know they spawn because like not a lack of in, in Throne of Thunder um, or Isle of Thunder rather. Um, he's one that sometimes I miss because by the time he comes down from the sky, if my ranged attack isn't close enough to get him, he's dead before he comes anywhere near the ground. And I'm just like, really? Like, can can we spawn him on the ground or something? So like having yeah. a one minute, you know, uh, like leeway time, that would be great. Speaking of some of these bosses, Kat, which were some of your favorites to see? I mean, we've got a Blood Queen, right? Um, uh, we've got a ton I, of them. Uh... <laughs> Man, there's so many good ones. Um, I've actually been farming Ice Crown Citadel the past couple of weeks because I've been trying to get invincible and I had nothing better to do in the game. So, um, well, this event really doesn't like... make much more for you to do than to keep yeah. doing that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, seeing Lanathel again or Lady Death Whisper, or it's just like, oh, that's cool that they're there. But um, I just saw you yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> so, like. Yeah. Um, I do like seeing the sand lane. I'm looking forward to the sand lane getting more lore because I think that they are kind of an interesting... I like vampires. What what can I say? I'm just one of those people. I like vampires. So I'm, I'm looking forward to more sand lane nonsense and uh, looking forward to someone screaming Ice Crown Citadel was but a setback. Um, <laughs> I don't care about the rest. Of, like It's cool to see them, but like nothing really stands out to me. I'm just like... Yay, they're here and now they're dead. I did like Noth. I'm sorry. But that's like yeah. heart heart spot for Nax Ramus. And I know it's not the same <laughs> heart cool. ha, not the same heart 
felt knacks that you have uh, existed with the original knacks, but it was, I like Noth being there, Noth the Plague Bringer. Yeah, unfortunately, the one I didn't I didn't get that far. Noth wasn't up when I came in. I actually just missed uh, Lady Death Whisper and Putricide and Lanathel. I just missed them. So like when I had jumped in, I got to Scotty the Ruthless um, from what is it, Utgard Pinnacle. Um, that guy uh, the, with the proto. That was the first one yeah. I did too. Yeah, it was Scotty yeah, and similar. then Ingvar. Um, yeah, I, I made it all the way the to uh, Marwin, and that's that's where I stopped for now, but. It was it was good it was good seeing them back, but boy, do the servers suck when this happens. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Really that's, really that's bad. what has me concerned with launch for Shadowland because it's like if this is happening for a pre-launch event yeah. on just a bunch of like rare spawns out in the world, what what does this mean for the actual launch of the expansion? I don't know. I don't know, but it, yeah, it does. It does make one a little nervous. Uh, speaking of bosses, there is a separate quest to take care of the uh, blight caller himself. Uh, and I, you, everybody's done that, right? Kat, you said you did it, and I did it. And Zista, you're done. Yeah. So I assume yeah. you went and did this before you headed off to ICC. I actually did it afterwards. I did oh. it backwards. Um. Interesting fight. I liked this fight more than I liked the bosses in in Ice Crown, only because I thought there was a a few harder mechanics as far as uh, penalty. Like if you yeah. if you didn't move, even at higher gear levels, if you didn't move quickly, you were dead within about three seconds. You lost uh, like twenty percent of your yeah. health attack or something like that. Yeah, the, the plague covered arrows and then the poison puddles on the ground. They were they were kind of brutal. Uh, and I loved when a bunch of people close to Nathanos would get poison puddled <laughs> and then the entire spot and nobody moved because they didn't realize what was going on. And you just start seeing these level 50s just keel over left and right uh, on multiple It's not stats. necessarily they didn't move because they didn't know what was going yeah. on. It's, they didn't move because you don't have to move for mechanics anymore. Yeah, exactly. You know? like, that's that's one of the things. And Shadowlands, I'm hoping, is going to bring that back where it's like yeah, mechanics not... matter, you know? We did Not get outside our, of raid anyway. Yeah, we did yeah. get a question answered that we speculated on a few shows ago on Nathanus's fate. Uh, doesn't end so well for for the blight caller uh, mm. <laughs> after getting a visit from a friend. Cat, it doesn't it doesn't pan out so well. Dude, this is the one of the first times where I think Taronda was completely fucking badass. I like, agree. I think that cinematic treats her very well. I and uh, oh, I, I really enjoyed that cinematic post, Nathan. So mm -hmm. um, the interesting yeah, thing, really though, cool. Kat, is we speculated talking about this, like, will he die when we saw the story trailer? But then mm -hmm. we also said, well, that's that's kind of what he wants to happen, right? Because he would end up in the mall with Sylvanas yeah. and he exactly references that exact scenario in this cutscene mm -hmm. that you're just sending me back to to my lady. Which realm? <laughs> I don't know, Sticks. Which, which part of the Shadowlands do the Sims go? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm one of the few people who I think really likes... One of the few people that I know who really likes Nathanos. So, um, I do not. I do not. I think he's great. I think he's funny. Uh so I'm looking forward to seeing whatever happens to him, if anything else happens to him. Zista, here's a, here's a question I have for you. After watching okay. the story trailer, like whatever, nine, ten days ago, 
mm-hmm. and then watching the various cinematics in the event itself, including you know his his death cinematic and uh, Anduin being kidnapped, uh, and the uh, the like the uh, overall um, cinematic itself, like. <sighs> A lot of the story trailer was these cinematics, not story yeah. trailer from actual Shadowlands. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I feel a little, a little cheated by that or not. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I don't know. I like to, I like to have a lot of it as a mystery, like build up and try to piece it together as we go. Um, I don't I'm not one of the people that enjoys having all the answers laid out for you. Like I grew up watching shows. I don't want to say grew up, but like cuz some of my favorite TV shows are like Lost and and shows like that where you have a mystery and it slowly unfolds and may not be as satisfying by the time you get to the end as you hoped it would be. But like Shadowlands is bringing back a lot of that mystery for me. It's like I really want to dive deep into it and like I've access to the beta and I've avoided doing a lot of quest chains and a lot you know reading a lot of the spoilers on Wowhead because I want the story to unfold for me more naturally than you know like all that so I'm not I'm not too jaded that we didn't get like a lot of background stuff in in a you know YouTube video I'd, I'd rather see that kind of stuff done in game so no doubt I, like I'm, I want to see the main story in, beats you know? in game but I feel like yeah. it was you you pumped out the cat maybe maybe you disagree with me too here like I'm not I don't think I feel cheated that the story beats were were not fully explained like I'm with you on that Zista I want them to be explained in game as the story plays out I just feel like that there was one cinematic released on the YouTube channel 10 days ago mm-hmm. that was really just a large part of it <laughs> was mm-hmm. really just cinematics that we had for a pre-event chopped up and spliced together in, in a different sequence. It almost just felt like a recycle to me, a, a reverse yeah. recycle. Um, we created these trailers for this pre-event thing. Now let's take pieces of it and build a story cinematic and put that out first. Like kind of a, I don't know, a reverse recycling. I kind of liked it as a teaser. I mean, I, I'm i not one who enjoys the movie trailers that give away too much of the plot. So mm-hmm. I like whenever the trailers and the teasers can be a little bit misleading. Because uh, you're left with surprises. And I like to be surprised by the story. So I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, could, could we have seen a little bit more? Maybe. But um, it's what was ready. It's what they felt comfortable putting out there. So... I don't know. I just kind of take it in stride, I guess. I'm in the minority on this one, then. And I can deal with that. I've got a pink hat, after all. Yeah. (laughs) What? (laughs) Now, that being said, and our gripes with certain things in there, this is only week one of a two-week event. So looking forward at what we're going to get out of the second week, does that take either of you from the hey, you know, this isn't that terribly great for the everyday player. Does it give you a little bit more to look forward to? Or is it just kind of, well, yeah, it's just going to be another little story sequence that I'll go in and do and a couple new dailies. And there's really Uh, not much that really gets the blood flowing looking forward to week two. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what's coming out in terms of story, but uh, if that is the case, I'm excited to get a little more story in it. Like, as I said, I'm pretty much done with the event in terms of getting the cosmetics that I want. 
I, I don't have much to do in that department. So yeah, anytime there's there's more story to be had, I, I'll gladly eat it up. But mm-hmm. outside of that, I, I think they're adding more dailies and things like that as it yep. goes on. But not that doesn't excite me, you know. Yeah, you seem like you're in the same boat too. Just, eh. Yeah, I kind of hate daily quests. I don't think they add much to the game. Um, I'm looking forward to the story developing, but that's about it, really. So I think we're all in the same boat then. The expansion needs to come out tomorrow. Um, and we'll just yeah. move straight yeah, into the expansion. Out tomorrow, you wouldn't be wearing a pink hat <laughs> right now. Be, yeah, well, that's why, yeah, I still would be because you'd still be the winner. Be the ultimately, closest, yeah, 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 yeah. Price is right rules. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you you automatically win there. Uh, <laughs> so you, you, I gotta say, it's fantastic. Uh, I think the event itself is fantastic for what it's actually meant for. Gear up your alts, yeah. and if you're returning to the game get get your character ready here real quick because you get your boost and you get all that stuff yeah. uh, I, with, I do want to go out I do want to go out and be a zombie for a while and see what kind of fun is to be had oh yeah. speaking there. of uh, being a zombie that ghoul quest is fucking horrible I <laughs> hate that quest it's really dumb <laughs> smash so one dumb. until you die uh-huh. <laughs> oh wait I'm at 10% 4 Okay, one, yeah. one, 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 yeah, one. Yeah, it's not very fun. It's not oh, very engaging. Yeah, it was not a great quest. Anyway, check it out. Let us know what you think about the event in the comments below, whether you're on readycheckradio.com or whether you're on YouTube. Moving on, like, this happened pretty much, like, while we were prepping for last week's show, so a little before the show, but we didn't didn't get it in time to, to be part of last week's show, so I wanted to bring it and talk to you about it. Uh, this week and get your take on it. Blizzard has updated its policies for input broadcasting software. And for those of you that don't multi-box, you will probably be asking, what the hell is that? Uh, In most cases, it refers to software that is going to mirror a keystroke on one keyboard across multiple uh, PCs or multiple uh, applications. In this case, booting up a bunch of WoW accounts and holding down W and all the characters walk forward at the same time, right? That's the basic gist of it. So the policy has now been updated. As World of Warcraft has evolved, our policies have also evolved to support the health of the game and the needs of the players. We've examined the use of third-party input broadcasting software, and we've seen an increasingly negative impact to the game as this software is used to support botting and automated gameplay. The use of input broadcasting software that mirrors keystrokes to multiple wild game clients will soon be considered an actionable offense. We believe this policy is in the best interests of the game and the community. Huh. So... In one stroke, I get it, right? You've got a bunch of clients, uh, particularly with changes to the way materials are farmed in the game that happened a way, you know, way back when, where they don't despawn and, uh, and things like that on your screen because I harvested them, etc. I get it, you know, running around with five to ten characters and harvesting a bunch. Sure, that's going to be one of the primary arguments against this type of ease of use. Uh, using this type of software is the economic hit. Whether or not it's as big as Blizzard or other players would have you believe, I don't know. But that's certainly going to be one argument against this. 
Zista, I, I've never multi-boxed. I don't have that kind of time uh, mm-hmm. nor desire myself. Uh, but have either of you, first off, multi-boxed in general? The, first off, it's important, but I guess we should disclaim here. Multi-boxing is not a swear word, by the way. That That is not the part that Blizzard has the problem with, and we'll get to that in a second. So have you guys ever multi-boxed yourselves? God, no. Um, no I, I haven't multi-boxed with input software. I have, on one occasion, multi-boxed uh, two uh, versions of WoW on the same computer, which I was all tabbing back and forth between, but that was when I was recruit-a-friending myself so I could get some <laughs> of the rewards, like the Zevra and the, the Rocket and things like that. Um, and then, you know, because you get the increased dungeon experience, so I would queue up in a dungeon and bring myself along, and you literally, and this it was, um, you know, it wasn't popular because... You would have all, one person that's basically dead in the run, so you're formatting the instance with one guy on follow, and you know people aren't too happy about that. Yeah. So, like, it, it, when you look at it, that, if I had input broadcast software, then I could at least level two mages or something, and you know have them both be doing the same thing and have some use in the the dungeon. And I think that's probably what Bli- uh, what Blizzard had in mind when they were first allowing this to go through that it would be okay for those situations. <laughs> But yeah, exploiting for, you know, getting herbs and inflating or, you know, dominating the economy is is definitely, I think, the big problem and the reason why. Zisto multi-boxing just to pretend he has friends. <laughs> it's true. It's, true. it's, it's rough. Look, Mom, like I have friends looking, in my party. <laughs> when you're looking to recruit a friend, it's like everybody that you know is, you know, probably already playing or they're not going to have any interest in playing. So it's like... To recruit a friend to this game, it's 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 rough. It really is. It's got to be either somebody you know, somebody wants a second account, or the easiest thing to do, especially when the game goes on sale for five dollars for the battle chest and you know the holiday sales and stuff like that. Just buy it for yourself. Get an account. You you pay for one month or two months or whatever it is on the thing, and then you get a free month. So <laughs> you you get it back on your account so it's not like you're losing any money in that department so i don't oh know it's my God. have you ever been in a battleground that includes multi-boxers i have <laughs> it's the funniest fucking shit i mean i think it's hilarious the worst. it's stupid it's frustrating but i think it's so funny and and yeah. and that kind of thing is also damaging to the gameplay of other players and i get it i don't so know when it's... i see synchronized swimming i'm pretty happy like i don't care <laughs> it's almost <laughs> impressive yeah, i don't whenever, care like... if i'm in a battle ground or whatever i'm like all right that's cool that looks like i'm gonna take the l here but that's cool <laughs> you see like eight people show up in orgamar all playing the same class all wearing the same transmog doing like synchronized emotes and stuff thrall a thrall b thrall c thrall d etc it's it's kind of fun but that doesn't that's not enough of a positive for me um i think the, sure the and all that but if you were to sap one of those guys or sheep them or cc them in some way and they get separated from the rest of their multi-box group does that like mess them up for the whole thing uh i mean they'd have to regroup i would think i don't really have any direct experience with it so i can't really say the only time i've ever had multiple wow accounts was like uh back in vanilla whenever you couldn't play horde and alliance on the same server because it just seems um, like if they're mirroring the keystroke, every time you move forward, one's always yeah. going to be trailing behind. Some guy just like running into a tree while the rest of the posse of eight mages <laughs> is off, like blasting everybody. <laughs> well, Blizzard probably... did threaten to send out warnings, and then 
they went ahead and followed up on that. We have screenshots of actual people getting the warnings, saying there is a recent activity on this account in which characters were using software intended for input broadcasting. Using this software creates a detrimental gameplay experience for the majority of players in World of Warcraft. We need to warn you that we will restrict accounts which continue to use this type of software. You can find more information about the policy here. The account holder is responsible for all activity on the account. We issue suspensions and closures to protect our players and our service in accordance. And does go on to say that action will further uses will you know result in action up to and including permaban of an account. So following through, but then here's the interesting part that that I I need a little help on. The multi-boxing policy on Blizzard on Battle.net was actually updated three days ago to address two questions, or one question, is multi-boxing allowed? Uh, and their response is, multi-boxing or playing multiple World of Warcraft accounts at once is not a violation of our end-user license agreement. Please note, however, that use of input broadcasting software may result in account penalties. So if multi-boxing isn't the problem, and Blizzard very clearly comes out and says that is not the problem, it's the third-party software that is the problem. What's the end game here, Kat? Is it just to make the ease of doing things like farming resources or materials and things like that while multi-boxing make it less uh, convenient, less economical to do because the software itself does that? Or was there another aim here at maybe some potentially malicious third-party apps that this is maybe the starting point for a review of? I really feel like it comes back to gold farming and making that harder. Um, I don't know how input broadcasting could be used maliciously. It's not really the kind of thing that does well, that. No, <laughs> no, and and I don't. I'm yeah. not. I'm not doubting that. But we've had instances of other companies and Moss Entertainment when they ran Terra, mm -hmm. uh, the Exiled Realm of Arborea, Terra, Arborea, Terra cracked down on just third-party apps in general after allowing yeah. them for years and years, something as innocuous as uh, single-person DPS meters and things like that. Now, forget the content aside that some games don't like DPS meters being attached, but they had readily talked about them, let players use them, never really addressed them for years, and then all of a sudden cracked down. I'm more with you that the point here is probably, you know what, while multi-boxing is a function that an actual player, not a gold farmer, might find benefit and value in, and we certainly don't mind the extra sub, by the way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that I mean, that's that why multi-boxing isn't illegal, you know? Like, right, uh, allow, that behavior so is subs. fine, but... This makes it too convenient for Kat, to your point, the, the gold farmers and RMT and things like that, that let's take away that ease of convenience more than it is an attack on any type of third party uh, applications. Yeah, I don't I don't think it ever would have gotten as out of hand as as it is if we didn't have wow tokens that you could buy in the auction house for, you know, gold and people are spending real money. So you buy them in gold so you don't have to pay for your account. And if we didn't have mounts that cost, you know, upward two to five million gold between, you know, spiders and brutosaurs, like if, if those things didn't exist, that I don't know 
how crazy people would go with multiboxing because I personally have at least one person in my guild that picked up multiboxing to get a Brutosaur. And then once they got the Brutosaur, they, they dropped all their accounts and they're back to <laughs> playing normally. So, I don't know. So I, I actually had linked him this article and I said that hey, you got out just in time, right? And he's like, <laughs> yeah, just, just about. <laughs> I Indiana Jones did under the door. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Reach back, grab my hat, and we were good. <laughs> All right, moving on in uh, Blizzard news here or in World of Warcraft news. Blizzard ran a free weekend this past weekend for returning players. Uh, it's already over, so hope you had fun. Um, <laughs> if you didn't, sorry. Uh, but... It ended on the 9th uh, yesterday, and there's one thing I wanted to ask you two about this and get your take on, because I feel like this might have been, a, if I'm the marketing p team at, at, at Blizz, might have been a little bit of a missed opportunity. Uh, always nice to give expired accounts a free go, whether that's a weekend, a week, a month, whatever. I always like those types of events. I love when Final Fantasy XIV does it. It's very easy to get your returning friends to come back, even if it's just for a few months, uh, mm -hmm. because they sub for a month or two. But they, they had it for a weekend and ended it the day before the Scourge event. And while I understand on some levels why you might want to do that, I feel like going into an expansion like this, what, would, would it have been a little better marketing-wise to maybe at least give them the first week of the Scourge event? Let them see these cinematics for Shadowlands if they haven't pre-ordered them yet. Let them see what's going on with some of the characters they might be familiar with or might remember or might have fond attachments to. Let them jump into these, you know, let, what, we're going, what are we doing back in Ice Crown for this event? You know, let them experience, if you don't want to give them the whole event, that's fine. What's wrong with giving them the first week of this event? Get them back in that flavor of updating gear and seeing these characters. I feel like maybe it's a little bit of a missed opportunity, but maybe there's an aspect I'm not considering here, Kat. Uh, so here's my theory. I don't know if you remember the numbers from that financial call that they had a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, those, they were big. Uh, they were big. The, <sighs> the, uh, the barbershop was immensely popular. The changes made to... Um, character appearances immensely popular yep we reviewed think, the numbers on uh, last week yeah so the popularity and the excitement surrounding those things might have been enough of a draw on its own um the level squish the changes to leveling you know this weekend could have given people a chance to uh whet their curiosity get in you know redecorate and restyle their old characters get just enough of that kick of nostalgia or or desire to come back and see what's going on with shadowlands um i think we talked about the shadowlands like the scourge event it's nothing it's it's interesting for the players who are there it's it's an interesting draw for new players but i don't think it's anything um especially exciting as far as an introduction to the next uh expansion goes um so i can kind of see why they would just do a weekend thing a weekend too also has like a high possibility of attracting people just because they're not working yeah no doubt i i mean you, you definitely do the weekend like i i think yeah. you i think you run it for a week plus two you know you do yeah. your, no, you do your weekend the and, then you, and yeah. then you kill it before next Tuesday's round, a week two goes in, Zista, for the, the, the new event. And yeah, I don't think the event itself is like a huge draw, but it, getting them as soon as they log in Tuesday, getting that alert, 
headed to Stormwind or, or Ogremar and seeing mm -hmm. the new cinematics and seeing Bolvar and like just, mm, I think there's Possibly. just a little bit of a miss there. I, I don't know about that because if I was not somebody who played this game and I log in and I have a, a character that is close to max level and I log in to do the event and I'm in Ice Crown and the game is lagging every 20 minutes, I, I don't know if I would continue to play this game. No, so see, I, I, I think it I might disagree. be a good thing. I would, I would agree with you if the event were free for all, not mm -hmm. free for returners. I think free for returners have, a, have enough knowledge to know, hey, there's a big event going on. That's what's, what's pulling this down. If it was an advertisement... Yeah, somebody like, who doesn't play a lot, if, that's, if I go, they still have it. Like, if I was playing in BFA... Right, and I stopped playing because lag was really bad in BFA too, and you know it's in a lot of world zones and stuff like that. And I have a, a max level character, and I let my sub lapse, and they're like, "Oh, here's a free weekend, come back and play." And and I saw that, I feel like I'm out. Sorry. So I don't know. I, it's it's a double edged sword. Fair point. I mean, I can't argue it. Can I? I can't argue it. Yeah. There's fucking lag, and it is <laughs> fucking terrible. <laughs> it's not I, I fun. Don't, yeah. I don't see the harm in going either way with it, really. If they let people stick around for a week, that that would have been pretty cool uh, to share that intro event with some friends. And you technically, if you do it that way, you actually can get two weekends in. Yeah. Which I think yeah, is a little not? more of, hey, I'll play Saturday, and oh, cool, I could play next Saturday, too. And oh, shit, the expansion's two Saturdays from them, basically. Right? Two Saturdays Maybe. from them. Hmm. Maybe Big Daddy Activision was like, you guys have a budget, <laughs> and we need more money and yeah did you just see like, we raised our forecasts to two billion for the fourth quarter <laughs> you look at like an event like this versus like overwatch for example when overwatch does free weekends i as a typical overwatch player i will avoid playing overwatch during overwatch free weekends because i don't want all of that newbie nonsense in my matches like it's it's absolutely insane you can tell no see that's as, when like, you go a, in with a, a pre-made <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. Moving forward here, so the the whole curse over uh, Overwolf curse forge app, too many words and all of this shit, uh, <laughs> has now officially taken place. See, I'm not a huge add-on guy. I should mention, and even like right. one of the big primary ones that I use, which you probably saw in the footage, was uh, LVI, and, mm -hmm. uh, and and that's not part of this. Uh, it's going through its own. It may be in the future but it isn't right now uh that goes through its LVI own LVI has always had its own thing yeah they and and they're they're talking to them about potentially becoming part of this but they're that'd be cool yeah i think it would be but so i haven't really had to interact with the the app or anything at all uh zista i, I have you and if so what are your thoughts are you happy with it no yes yeah i mean i've been like i said uh, a couple weeks ago i've been playing with the overwatch overwolf client for a while because right? I, I kept for... i almost said overwatch too <laughs> <laughs> yeah because i use it for uh both hearthstone and fall guys so i'm already familiar with the basic gist of the client uh the new part the the uh curse forge uh is like a separate app within the overwolf client um and it functions almost exactly like the the twitch app did uh, the only grip that I've seen a lot of people complaining about is there's a little square down in the bottom, and depending on whether you have it full screen on your your monitor or if it's in windowed mode, the the, uh, the ads don't really change very much in size. So if you're complaining about the size of the ad, open it up full screen, and it 
doesn't get any bigger, so that that might be an option for you. Um, I know they have like a premium feature. All to I'm get gonna rid say them, is that but, when it comes to yeah. ads, size matters. That's all yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say <laughs> yeah. when it comes yeah. to ads. The, but the that's really the only complaint I've seen from people is just you know the uh, the ads slapped on top of their their add-on launcher, which uh, which they did address you know uh, in an interview with Executive Chief Uri Marchand, who talked about who talked about maybe this was with uh, Forbes.com talked about editing or you know uh, reiterating the ads. Also importantly mentioned here, Kat, was the use of personal information, a big concern that a lot of people had in this change. And while Yuri did uh, mention that, hey, in the past, we went ahead and we did sell like non-specific data to third parties in the past. We didn't like how we felt after that, after we cashed the check. We didn't like how we felt after that. (laughs) And so we're not going to do that anymore. So they have severed those relationships and said they're not going to do it anymore. But still a concern that I see on Reddit every time you talk about the the Overwolf app. Yeah, that's capitalism on the (laughs) internet. (laughs) I don't know how else to say it. That's just... uh, I'm very cautious with my personal information in these apps because of things like that. I I don't trust any company to really keep its word about not. Well, don't get me wrong. This is CurseForge that sold that information before previously, right? Uh, no, this is uh, CEO or the uh, executive chief of Overwolf talking oh, okay. about having previously sold information and then not doing it anymore. Gotcha. It's great that he feels bad about it. <laughs> well, like I said, after, after they cash the check. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Well, you poor baby. <laughs> uh, oh, I know. I forgot to ask you to this on a previous show, uh, probably around episode two, uh, when we were talking about different things in patch notes and stuff like that uh, coming up in Shadowlands. I wanted to get your take on uh, controller support. That's you know something some people have done through different key binding software but now we're we're uh, going to see active controller support and i i can't imagine myself playing world while i you know i got my i got my 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 guy right here and but i i can't imagine actually playing like world of warcraft on a controller i say that <laughs> as i play final fantasy 14 on PC and casually using a controller on the PlayStation 4 if I'm just doing dailies and stuff like that. It, are, are you a controller baby in any way? I know, Zista, you love controllers. Anything you can play with a controller, you do. But would you would you that, wow that it up true. with a controller? That is not true. I don't play anything. Uh, I'm actually, for me, it depends on, like, the game. That's because recently on my Twitch channel, I was playing through the Resident Evil series, and... Resident Evil was always a game that was made for controller. Uh, even if it was a game that yeah. was available on like Steam, you know, they were still making it for the consoles and just porting it over to PC. So it still feels like controller was vital to play in those games. Uh, Fall Guys, platformers, I have to play with a controller. I cannot play platformers with a keyboard and mouse. Warcraft, that's going to be a whole different ball game. Mm-hmm. I don't think I could ever do it because, like, seriously, like, ever do it because I, I, started playing this game with a keyboard and mouse. I couldn't imagine it any other way. But I'm going to try it just to see how bad it is. 
or how good it is, but I, I have a feeling it's going to go bad. Yeah, so here's the thing, Kat. Like, if they do it the way Final... And, and Stick says this in chat. If they do it the way Final Fantasy XIV does it, I think it could actually be pretty pretty nicely done. But it's becoming kind of annoying in Final Fantasy XIV because of ability bloat. That's something that, while War, World of Warcraft certainly has no shortage of abilities, they've been working on that over the last X expansions and the bloat is far less than what it has been in, in years past. So I think it could work, but it's still, it, when I play on the PlayStation 4, I literally am not doing anything important. I'm not raiding in Final Fantasy 14. I'm not even running like daily dungeons and stuff. That is WASD mouse it up, baby, for me. It is just like, I'm bored. I don't feel like going down to my computer. I'll do my Final Fantasy dailies here. And I could imagine possibly if I had the ability to play Warcraft on a console, then I would have no problem with this. Other than that potential future thing, uh, I can't imagine doing it on the PC besides trying it out like Zista said. At this point, for me, it would be learning to play the game all over again, and I'm not going to do the that. Muscle <laughs> the <laughs> muscle memories to ingrain for the rotation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, I can understand the appeal for the controller usage, and I know that I, I have some friends who would be all about it because it's more comfortable for them to sit and hold a controller for a longer period of time than it is for them to sit at a mouse keyboard. Um, there's some sort of ergonomic thing involved here, but uh, yeah, and that's certainly me, yeah. a factor that I do like on this whole thing is that anytime you can make a game more accessible to somebody that may not be able to use keyboard and mouse for consistent lengths of time, I just think that's a good thing in general. Uh, just because it doesn't work for me, that's that's okay. Yeah, it's gonna be weird though, because like uh, my muscle memory is based on the game that I'm playing. So like in in World of Warcraft. I actually don't use W to move forward. I use the auto run button on the side of my mouse and I, I have uh, A and D set to strafe. So they don't even turn. I turn with right clicking my mouse and all that. But like when I play a game like Overwatch, I have it set to W, A, S, D to move and you know everything, it's all normal. But you would think going from like Warcraft and then jumping immediately into Overwatch that I'd like fumble over controls, but it, that that's doesn't also, happen for me. That's also it's weird because like, I would imagine if I had to guess, I would have imagined those bindings reversed. That Overwatch yeah. was the setup to strafe. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, I, it did lead to the question, Cat, and I know Blizz has already publicly said no, but they've also said no to things in the past, and a few months later, we get an announcement. Could there potentially be World of Warcraft on a console in your mind? I mean, uh, the next-gen consoles are pumped and primed and looking for a Blizzard title, I'm sure, and Blizzard's will, looking to put a will, title on there. Will they make money? <laughs> <laughs> or, or is WoW too old of a game and too... Is it no longer enough of a draw for people on a console market? Well, Warcraft's been a dead game for how many expansions now? Five? <laughs> well, oh, and yeah. also, here's the thing, too. Like, there are a lot of us that even even if we, uh, you know, we already sub, right? Yeah. Final Fantasy, I have purchased the expansions for both the PC and the PlayStation 4 so that I have the ability to play on both. Destiny 2 does a similar thing, right? You can cross-progress, but you cannot play expansion content 
on a platform that you have not purchased the expansion for. So if they did something similar, which is market trend along there, any of us that play on PC that wanted to play on consoles would have to buy some type of package that they gave us, right? Here's thirty dollars mm-hmm. for all of it, some some type of deal like that or whatever. So the, there's money off the bat right there. Um, but I do like Kat how your approach was. I thought you were like almost pretending to be Activision Blizzard CEO. You're like, let me ask you a question. <laughs> Can we make money? <laughs> I just, I, I feel like Blizzard has become much more profit focused and profit driven since the, uh, maybe not since the Activision acquisition, but there's a, there's definitely been a shift in the company's um, focus. So like, in, in your uh, opinion, is that a yes about... or a no on, let's say, Oh, let's no, say I don't a, think WoW's going to come now. to console. I, I think that, I think that if Blizzard's going to make another title for a console or put another title on console, it's either going to be Diablo 4 or it's going to be uh, something else in one of these other universes that they are um, continuing to develop. I know they want to make multiple titles for Overwatch, it's been said. So well, and, I and could Overwatch, see Overwatch. Overwatch 2 is guaranteed yeah. to be on console. So yeah, there's that yeah. too. Yeah, so there's that. And then maybe it's, maybe they'll resurrect StarCraft Ghost. We can always hope. All right, you keep hoping. I'm going to go to Zista and talk about <laughs> whether you think. <laughs> All right, Zista, here's your question. We'll change it up. Which comes to consoles first, World of Warcraft or StarCraft Ghost? <laughs> <laughs> Well, so my question to you, to, to panel real quick, is how old is Final Fantasy Online? Uh, if you like look at A Realm Reborn, world. eight years. Uh, if you look at the entire thing, 10 years. Yeah. Okay. So, like, eight years ago is very different than 16 years ago. So when a game is is made 16 years ago, it was definitely not made with console in mind. So I feel like it would be a lot of work to actually shift that over to That's a designer a to make it work. It's not an easy port. Like if you're making a game nowadays, even eight years ago, that stuff is in your mind. Like we could do this. Is it practical? And then you look at the technology eight years ago. And it's like, yeah, we. it's probably going to be feasible. Maybe not right now, but you know, in two, three years or, you know, so I don't know. Like so. So you're 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 subscribing to the argument of too much technical debt within World I, of Warcraft to, to make that. I think that's like, a good point. You look at you look at in just in what we have, right? How, they couldn't update the backpack size in the game because of technical limitations to hardware and and uh, software client, you know, script whatever coding that they created back when the game existed. That one still boggles it, my mind to this day. <laughs> and then you look at um, the stuff that was added in Burning Crusade. You you have the the Draenor starting area and the Blood Elf starting area that you still can't fly in, and it's like you, you and they're not connected to the world even after the Cataclysm. Uh, you would think that that invisible barrier would have gone away because those games are now like basically included in the battle pass. There's no reason to have them separated mm-hmm. anymore, yet they still are. So it's like we have these weird limitations that exist already within the game. It's going to be really hard for them, I think, to port that over to console at this it point without like, doing a lot of overhauling. So I, yeah, and then I'm not going to say it's impossible, it's never going to happen, but I don't think it's likely. Would it be its own community or would it be cross-play? And it just... Oh, it'd have to be I don't, cross-play. I think it's too you, I, you, I, think I don't think you could ever... There would... To your point about it being an aged game, cat uh, and what audience would there be? I think it would have to be cross-play. If you make it standalone, it's dead in the water. Yeah. Um, 
Before we slide over to a few other esports-related things and finish up with Lorelai's cat, I'm going to give you a chance to talk about this beautiful thing that you are Yay! super excited about. I'm so about. excited about this! Okay, this is really kind of stupid, but I'm really excited about it. Uh, there's a new World of Warcraft cookbook coming out in early 2021, and lately uh, I've been making things from the original. Like there, there was a first World of Warcraft cookbook by the same author, and I've been making like sweet banana bread and we did the Brewfest pretzels and the Brewfest beer cheese. And it was it's just a lot of fun to take that part of the game and and uh, play with it and uh, bring that into your real life. So I'm really excited about this one, too, because it's written from the perspective of Nomi, who is like he started out at a little cooking panda cub back in pandaria and he kind of grew up with you as the expansions came out like in legion he was more of a teenager than in battle for azeroth he's fully grown and uh he runs like that cooking like the pvp brawl the cooking impossible thing um yeah i don't know it's it's it it looks like it's going to be divided into regions like there's a whole section of pandaria recipes that they've previewed those fried cheese dumplings you know they oh. sound fantastic yeah. Um, Havoc and chat I, talking about <laughs> stringy wolf meat. <laughs> can't wait. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, I don't know. I'm really excited about it. I can't wait to play with it. Our Thanksgiving this year is going to feature some recipes from the first World of Warcraft cookbook. And, uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm with you, uh, Faye. Theme cookbooks are so much fun. Like the, the Game of Thrones cookbook, the Necronom. Is there a market that Blizzard isn't in at this point with the WoW IP. Like, I, I can't think of one. They've got mobile, clothing. Mobile they've got we need a Diablo Immortal for World of Warcraft. Oh, yeah. We all <laughs> we all do have cell phones, so I wish they'd do something with those. Uh, when did you say that is? Early next year? So we Early next after year, After yeah, the holidays? Like January or February So go seek out yeah. the original for these holidays and then buy this for yes. the next holidays, right? Exactly. I mean, I've been asking for mobile pet battles forever. Can we please just that was get like on that? the biggest no-brainer thing when pet battles was even teased. It was like, oh, this has to be, you have to make this mobile. Come on. Yeah. Anyway, uh, let's wrap up with some other Blizzard news. Overwatch season twenty-five just got underway. Zista, you've already started the grind. Uh, I have. You, you've got about two months. Ends on January seventh. So grind, grind, grind. But. Cat uh, wants to point out that Smurfs and alt accounts are not making the grind very fun right yeah, now. I've, I've, uh, I've, I was doing some reading about it. And I usually pay that much attention to the Overwatch community. I don't play Overwatch, um, but I noticed a lot of grousing, a lot of complaining about how placement has been challenged by um, uh, Smurf accounts. Basically, really good skilled players coming in with these low ranked baby accounts and matching with people who have no chance whatsoever. See, now how much of it is legit griping and how much of it is me playing Rocket League in competitive and going, that's a Smurf because they beat me. <laughs> that's a Smurf. That's a Smurf. Um, There's actually a good portion of it. No, um, I'm someone joking. who plays often and, and I play with a lot of friends that are you know, a little bit lower because I for for me my gold sits in about the, the or my DPS sits at about the gold range and then my tanking and healing is in the, about the platinum range. I don't see it too much in my skill levels, but I know a lot of people that are gold and sub-gold uh, get into some insane matches, and I've actually paired with them in some of their placement matches, and I've seen it, and it's just, it's absolutely insane where, you know, you have Widowmakers flying through the air, nailing every headshot, and, like, at that point, you have to wonder, is this a bot? And 
they're pretty good about having their bots and I'm and watching replays and you can go back and rewatch the matches and stuff like that and you see like the flicking and and stuff that typical master ranked players have so it's definitely a problem but it's like how do you fix it at that point because if you have you know to to make a ranking system that's fair and a skill level that's fair if you have an account that looks like it's never played before how do you really yeah. match that you up have to treat I, I it like an yeah. account that's never played before yeah i don't yeah that's what i'm saying so like you have an account that's never played they don't know where to throw you into the ranking it's it's going to be disruptive to gameplay it it's I don't have a good solution for it, you know? I don't know what the answer is either, but it is a problem beyond Overwatch, and it, it affects oh, other yeah. competitive games as well. So oh, mm -hmm. um, anything that has, like, that ranking system is going to be at least partially impacted by the whole smurfing thing. Yeah, I mean, um, I've only ever played Overwatch on my one account, you know? Like, a, a yeah. not bought multiple accounts. I have I... a friend, personally, who plays. He has three accounts. So I'm like, why? <laughs> why do you have three accounts to play Overwatch? He goes... It's just fun. I go, okay. I mean, you whatever's fun, if that's what you have fun doing. But for me, it's like I spent all this time, you know, either building up or tanking my own rating, you know, to into yeah. the ground. It's like, that's that's me. That's that's what I've done, yeah. you know. Like, I, I don't want to do that all over again. That's That's how I look at it. Yeah, if it wasn't so harmful to the average player's experiences, then it wouldn't be as big of a deal. But it does prevent... A more casual player from feeling rewarded by their time in the game so it it you know it turns people off yeah but if if anybody out there if you guys are somebody that runs overwatch with smurf accounts and, and something and, and you have like a valid reason for for doing it like can you let us know in the comments down below because i'm actually really interested because i don't i don't yeah. know why i don't i don't see the point of it i mean unless it's if you're a grandmaster master rank player that literally just wants to troll or play with some of your friends that are not as skilled, I guess, maybe. Well, but... so I, again, off the top of my head, and I'm more compared, I don't play Overwatch very often. I go through spurts with, with my sons. I literally think the last time I played was like a year or so ago. Um, but in, in comparing it to, you know, other games that I do play that have the same sort of competitive matchmaking, tiered rank up, you know, system that's tried to base on skill, there is an element of at least initially, I mean, it doesn't, it, it holds for various lengths depending on the game. Front ending a lot of the random rewards are much easier to obtain a sheer uh, big number of random loot boxes or rare drops if we're talking about Rocket League or things like those and give you more chance to pop that item that you're looking for. And then the accounts that you don't get that item on fall by the wayside eventually. So I've seen that in different games where you roll multiple accounts because the first 50 levels of a season pass or whatever, you can roll through very, very quickly because of your skill level, grab a bunch of random loot boxes, try and get the, the best pool, and then re-roll another account and do the same thing. Overwatch, a little different because you got to buy the box, right? I get it. So maybe doesn't as uh, apply uh, for that being a primary driver, but certainly a benefit. Uh, if you're going to do this mm -hmm. for some other reason. Um, finish off, we've got some a uh, little bit of eSports news. Not a lot, but just to prove to you that it's still kicking uh, on the yeah. Blizzard front outside of uh, Overwatch, who's still drawing huge prize pools. Uh, you must be talking about Heroes of the Storm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
past this past weekend, a hundred K prize pool for Overwatch, even if their viewership last year might have, have fallen uh, you know, off a slight ledge. Um StarCraft two had a big one at uh, DreamHack ESL, thirty-eight K in prizes pools for North America. Lots of Warcraft three reforged tournaments going on. Heroes of the Storm still alive. Uh, as well as StarCraft. I mean, so it's it's still kicking. It's still kicking. I'm, we did put that on the end of last week's show, remember? Uh, Heroes of the Storm update for you all. It's still around. And then we went right to Lore Lies. Uh, so the yeah, esports scene's still kicking a little bit. <laughs> Go ahead, Kat. <laughs> I was going to say, it's it's a lot of it seems to be, like especially for StarCraft and uh, uh, WarCraft 3, it's, it's smaller community. Like there's a Polish-focused tournament. There's a... a French player only Warcraft 3 Warforged tournament and it's all like crowdfunded so the prizes aren't huge but I mean 38k I would compete for 38k if I was any good at Starcraft 2 there's a, a Starcraft competition um, still wrapping up this week that has a prize pool of almost 70k I mean that's that's awesome it, it's still out there um, I like to see it I love to see it I watch uh, I follow some uh esports commentators on twitter and it's it's great to see that they're still like so amped about starcraft 2 and brood war always always good to see uh let's slide over and do everybody's favorite part of the show it's time for lore or lies oh yeah oh yeah you got somebody flying in the background there, Zista. What's what's going on I behind do. you, big guy? That's that's actually me. <laughs> that is you. I saw the character name that time. You oh, did, but remember, lore or lies is brought to you by our resident lore master, Lil Missy. You can follow her right there at the bottom of my screen on Twitter at Lil Missy L I L M I S S Y four two zero five. For those of you listening on Spotify. Every week, she gives us uh, a little bit of uh, lore or lies. So, actually, last week, technically speaking, there were two lies hidden depending on maybe your personal opinion. So, the first was a half-truth depending on what your opinion is, that the alliance is now showing signs of strengthening. So, some could argue that they're weakening because each race is kind of focused on on their own instead of the greater good for Azeroth. But that one's a matter of opinion. So, the full lie last week belonged to Zista. You lying pink hat wearing son of a... The Draenei did not uh, make their home on the Isle of Dread. That island is gone, washed away from the Cataclysm. The Draenei are from Azure Mist Isle. Well... Speaking of the Alliance, they will need to get their act together because we've heard there's a little bit of a, you know, a Scourge event going on because you like the other Scourge events. So we've got a third Scourge event for you to, to be a menace during the pandemic. So, oh boy. That's a funny uh, coincidence, huh? Right. Go Ooh. spread disease in the game while uh -huh. spreading disease in real life. We're oh, going to give you three statements. I'll give you one. Dom, Zista will give you one. And then Kat will give you one. One of them has a lie in it somewhere. The other two are the stone cold truth. It's up to you in the comments below on readycheckradio.com or on, you, on our YouTube page to let us know where the lie is. So let's get started. Zista, Kat, are you ready? Yep. Mine first. The Scourge was first experimented by the Burning Legion at least 10,000 years ago during the War of the Ancients. 
the Erdrun raised undead night elves in the ruins of Soromar, and it's never talked about again by the Nightborn. Zista? Uh, Yogg-Saron's Nerubians tried to put a stop to the undead army. They were immune to the plague, but their corpses could still be reanimated to serve alongside the Scourge. The use of Nerubian architecture is a testament to the Spider Lord's tenacity. Mm, interesting. Cat? With Northrend under control, the plague of undeath was unleashed southward into human territory. Many of Lordaeron's villages were contaminated almost immediately with help from the Cult of the Damned. Some managed to break from the main army, becoming the Forsaken and the Knights of the Ebon Blade today. One of those previous three statements is false. And it's not enough, YouTube. Stop it. There's two episodes in a row I've had to say it to just tell me which statement is false. You gotta tell me why as well. <laughs> sometimes it's little and sometimes the whole thing is false. You gotta tell me why. Uh, what's wrong in the statement. One's false, two are true. Let us know which is which and make sure you follow, follow our lore master, Lil Missy, uh, at Lil Missy 4205 on Twitter. We will be back with this show next week, Tuesday at 7 p.m. to cover week Ooh. two of the Scourge event. We'll keep you updated on everything happening in Azeroth. Uh, no stream from Jason Winter after this, this show today for those of you in our Twitch chat live, and we hope those of you watching on YouTube or listening on Spotify will consider coming over live at some point as well. Instead, what we'll be doing is we'll be doing a unboxing and setup there of an Xbox Series X, and we'll get to playing that. That'll happen right after this show with me filling in in Jason's normal Tuesday time slot. But before that... Cat, next week, we'll be here. Until then, where can everybody find you? I'm on Twitter at Cat Named Norris. Zista. Uh, you can get me on Twitter at It's Zista, X-I-Z-T-A, uh, and also on Twitch at X-I-Z-T-A. I'm Mike Byrne. You can follow me personally Thanks, right geez. there at the bottom of the screen there on Twitter at MagicMan1. But more importantly, follow ReadyCheckRadio.com and all of our socials. And we hope you'll join us every week here for Snowbound, the Blizzard Plot Podcast. Until next week, stay safe. See you on the servers. Thanks, Kai. Hats off to you, Mike.